0: You are listening to the State of Energy along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name's Rand DeWitt. Tom, how are
1: you? I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful sunny day here. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great because you know what? We have great information for people. To be able to utilize a superior fuel that's better for the economy and just better all around saves money. And what fuel is that?
1: Propane can do that.
0: That's right. Propane can do that. Um, you know what? Everything you need to know about propane for your home, business, farm, for fleets of school buses, or even virtually any fleet vehicle or forklifts. We discuss how propane can do that. And you can find out exactly what propane can do for you by going to the stateofenergy.com. That's where you can find out where to get propane near you, utilizing your zip code. Uh, You can also find a propane job and listen to past episodes of this amazing show that's actually heard around the world. Have we hit 30 countries yet?
1: Oh man, you had to ask me that. I have it right here. Let me let me pull this up.
0: Cuz the goal, remember before the uh, end of the year, is <laughs> over 30 countries and over
1: 300 cities. Well, let's just take a peek here. We are at dun dun We're at 28 countries and 300 cities. As of today,
0: that is amazing. You know what? Thank you very much to everyone that listens to the State of Energy. We very much appreciate you and we appreciate your support. Um, and that's amazing. We're going to easily get to 30 uh, countries before the end of the year. We know that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, we're breaking records every day.
0: We are the most popular propane show in the history of planet Earth. And, Tom, what do natural gas and SATIS have in common?
1: <laughs> Tell me.
0: They're both propane oh <laughs> yeah <Hi-ya! laughs> yes folks that's why we are the most popular propane show on the planet right now because of of amazing content like that
1: <laughs> don't quit your day job
0: yeah thanks 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 yeah there's so much to work with with uh, propane puns so um also uh, you know what and also want to uh we i we got to dive into this because we're also our friends over at Orbex, Orbex Prime, we talk about them all the time. Um, and and uh, they are uh, all the, the world's first 3D printed rocket fueled by biopropane. It's going to be launching out of Scotland, I believe, in 2021, uh, UK's first space launch. And we had uh, James Rockall on the CEO of the WLPGA uh, a, you know,
1: a couple of weeks back. Yeah, the World Propane Association, CEO of the World LPG Association was on. Yep, we talked about Orbex. And we, we introduced him to
0: Orbex. And then all of a sudden, which is amazing, and we work. the state of energy is putting CEOs together that's right majors world leaders
1: around the world these guys are from paris yes Both, well one was one's from uh england the other one's uh france but yeah across the across a little little channel
0: yeah we connected them we did james rockall ceo of the D, uh, wlpga and chris Lamour, ceo of orbex prime now we we connected them because after we introduced james to the whole orbex Facility And what Orbex does, he got a hold of Chris and now uh, Chris is a keynote speaker. The CEO of Orbex is a, is a keynote speaker uh, at a uh, WLPGA webinar.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. We need to get uh, Orbex CEO on our show. He needs to tell us what he's doing with this propane and how he's using propane to clean up space, deep space. Is going to be cleaner because of propane now.
0: And the thing of it is, is that I actually reached out to Orbex to try to go through the media people over at uh, Orbex yes. to get a hold of Chris Lamore. Response? No response yet. Oh. None, none. So if somebody knows Chris,
1: yeah, maybe after he hears our show, he'll be reaching out to us.
0: Yeah. So if anyone knows uh, Chris Lamore, Larmore over at Orbex, please let him know we want him on the show, and it's going to be an amazing interview. It's going to be like Biden on CNN or Trump <laughs> on Hannity. Or chocolate on peanut butter. I mean, it'll be smooth, Chris. We're all about what you're doing, and we hope to have you on the show. Um, And if you want to find out more about this rocket that's uh, biopropane-fueled, you can go to orbex.space. Now, that's a URL. That's pretty amazing. That's cool. And now, uh, bringing it back to the U.S., uh, let's talk about what's going on in Utah. Because um, it seems to be that... uh, the uh, Winter Games are in play for as early as 2020 in Utah, and there's a lot of people using that.
1: 2030,
0: 2030. 2030, I'm sorry, 2030. So uh, people are using that to try to boost the electric vehicle charging infrastructure in the state. It's crazy. It's,
1: this is crazy. Yeah. So we, we had the Olympics here in 2002. You, you might remember that. Right, right. Uh, you know, well done, Mitt. Yeah, well done, Mitt. You got yourself a place in the Senate because of your great job. Now, if you just keep keep at it, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. that's a different show, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd like
0: to thank the junior senator from Utah for his twenty or two thousand two Olympics.
1: <laughs> he did a good job getting the Olympics put together or fixed back up. I mean, you gotta you gotta give him credit for that. We just had. Uh, the 9-11 attacks which just totally screwed up our Olympic plan here at Salt Lake City in uh, 2002. But uh, we're, we're, we're trying to get the Olympics back again for 2030. And there's a lot of talk locally about it. Um, and, and here it comes that there's this uh, statement out from Desert News or this this article out that says, that the Rocky Mountain Power is looking for $50 million in, in electric vehicle charging stations um, for the Winter Olympic bid. Because somewhere in this bid process, it says uh, you need to be committed to some type of zero emissions transportation system. Because yeah, that has a lot to do with the long jump. Uh, it, it, <laughs> This is winter Olympics. Okay. We're talking about some bobsledding and skiing and, uh, you know, all the, yes, I understand. So
0: yeah, we need to make sure that the ice can stay firm enough for the ice skaters in Utah. We
1: understand. Right. We need a nice, clean, inversion free view for the Olympics uh, to happen here in Salt Lake city, but they're going to electricity is their answer here. But I mean, my God, Electricity does not is not clean, and and it's a it's a fact that most of the electricity in Utah comes from coal. So how in the world are they justifying spending fifty million dollars to put in all these electric stations, and and they're spending this money and they're putting it onto the general, the the general user of electricity. So if you're at home and you're watching TV tonight, you're going to be paying for an electric charging station for a vehicle that you don't own. Well, get, here's the official statement. The
0: $50 million appropriation by the uh, Utah's legislature earlier this year follows earlier investments to put the state on a more aggressive rollout to decrease range anxiety. <laughs> that's now a, like a literal term. It's called range anxiety to assure EV motorists can get where they need to go. Now, we're really talking about something called range anxiety, which I'm sure Pfizer will have a pill for sometime in six months. We know that's coming. But this is insane. The amount of money that's going into this could be utilized in other range. Yeah. Anxiety. Range, range anxiety. anxiety. We need to decrease range anxiety.
1: And that's the official statement. Yep. <sighs> yep. Yeah, yeah just another reason why we don't need to have electric vehicles uh polluting our environment right now look the other thing is two-thirds of electric vehicles are owned by households with over a hundred thousand dollars so this is just another way that we're putting a more burden on people that make less than $100,000, because now every time you turn on your lights, your electric bill is going to go up so that your wealthy neighbor can drive down the road in his electric car and not be anxious about it.
0: Um, Right now, more than 65 DC fast chargers have already been deployed along the uh, I-15 corridor. And now research shows it's being used the most... By cars from Los Angeles and Las Vegas, <laughs> not the people of Utah.
1: Well, this is a is a great uh, it's a great state with a lot of natural beauty, with state parks, federal parks, and we have a lot of visitors come in. So we we want them to be comfortable and not anxious when they're driving their their electric vehicle through our beautiful mountains, creating more pollution. By buying that power from a coal-fired power plant, I mean we we want them to be really comfortable when this happens.
0: And actually, you had some a majestic verbal art that was written <laughs> uh, that you actually wrote for the public service commission uh, as a response to the electric vehicle expansion.
1: Yeah, I mean, we there's a there's an opportunity here for Utahns to get together and let the public service commission know that you're not interested in paying more money for your power bill so that somebody with a electric vehicle has the opportunity to stop and charge their dirty electric vehicle so we wrote a statement and sent it in to the public service commission and it's it's really it's really like an economic justice i mean can you imagine Uh, If we were able to get $50 million and put in propane refueling state, we'd have one on every street corner. Uh, But it wouldn't be fair for everybody to pay for a small amount of people to use those stations. And you got to think of it like this. There's 2.3 million vehicles registered in Utah. A very, very small percentage of those are electric but we want to share this cost with everybody rich poor uh you have a vehicle you don't have a vehicle they want to share that cost with everybody it's not fair it doesn't do economic justice to push this burden onto everybody they need to keep it simple and if you're going to pull in and charge your vehicle that person charging that vehicle needs to pay their fair share uh, for utilizing that asset that they're charging their vehicle with. It's, it's not fair to charge everybody for that person to use that, the infrastructure. Uh, and then we, we wrote this letter and, and we've got it sent in. Hopefully, hopefully it, it makes some noise. Uh, unfortunately, electric companies are way bigger than uh, the propane industry but the general public has a voice, and we need to make sure that, that everybody understands what's going on here. And this $50 million is going to be – you're going to pay for it if you don't say something.
0: And now I think we should, one, uh, vote uh, Tom Clark for president 2024. Oh, good. Right. No, I'm no. going to be your – I'm your campaign manager. That was very well done. Um, and we can run on the, uh, on the propane ticket.
1: The propane, just a a ride in? Yeah, not Republican,
0: not Democrat, not independent. We are on the propane ticket.
1: Captain Kirkland. Captain Kirkland.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Clark is Captain Kirkland. A new series coming to Netflix this summer. Um, and all right. So Tom, do we have, the, can we post the letter that you wrote onto the state of energy.com?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll definitely get that up there. We'd love everybody to read it and make some comments. And, and
0: pass it around before Facebook and Twitter block it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that would be great. I'd love, I'd love for that. <laughs> look, th- if you also look at this uh, electric transportation article in the desert news, it says here that the electric grid is not clean. Uh, and it says right in it, that there's coal-fired power plants is how we get our electricity here. And it says, but the electric grid is getting greener with a 5,000 megawatt of clean energy set to be deployed by 2021. And if you do the math on a 5,000 megawatts, that will basically give 900 vehicles some clean electricity. 900 vehicles out of 2.3 million. It doesn't make sense. The, the
0: math doesn't work. The math doesn't work. And tell me if this math works for you. I'm just going to make this statement. This is another uh, a statement from their PR release. University of Utah researchers teamed up with the Idaho National Laboratory near Idaho Falls and determined that even if Utah moved to an adaptation rate of 50% for electric vehicles, it would not strain the power
1: grid as it currently exists. How is that even possible? That's not possible. Can you imagine having a, a, a grid failure and everybody, if 50% vehicles that run on, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: would be a lot of parked Teslas just in random places.
1: <laughs> well, I love the pictures that I see on social media of a, a electric vehicle charging station with a big diesel generator in the back running it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We should put that on the stateofenergy.com as well. That should be our homepage, <laughs> our picture <laughs> on our homepage. <own> page. <laughs> and uh, now let's, uh, let's go to Canada. Propane school buses will reduce greenhouse gases by 624 metric tons in the Halifax area. Halifax, Canada is Eastern Canada. It's East of Maine. Think about it that way. East of Maine, uh, there's a half a million people that live in the Halifax area. And uh, Halifax students began being bused to school on 144 new propane buses in September. And this is the largest fleet of propane-fueled buses in the Atlantic Canada area. And putting these propane buses into service means a total reduction of 624 metric tons of carbon dioxide equivalent combined per year compared to diesel-fueled buses. This is pretty impressive because actually uh, Halifax has been using propane-fueled buses since the 80s, and they have over 850 buses currently in operation, and that's saving a lot of
1: greenhouse gases. Well, that's just another great example of what your community can do as a group effort to clean up emissions because everywhere you go, there's a school bus fleet they are always been traditionally diesel-powered. They're dirty. They drive around slow around your neighborhood a couple times a day. It's a great opportunity to actually do some good and clean up and have a fair, equitable, clean energy. That's not just the rich people driving an electric Tesla. This is everybody. Everyone benefits from a clean propane powered school bus because it's in every community and you're sharing that uh that cost uh, throughout the community so and and actually you're sharing that savings throughout the community so you can save money clean up your community by getting uh some propane powered school buses in your school district and in fact there's some School bus rebates that are about to expire. There's some timelines on this. So this is pretty time-sensitive news, but your your community can benefit from a uh, EPA diesel emissions Reduction Act the DERA act uh, That that'll give your community some money towards a propane-powered school bus Yeah, but they have to act like right now well, what's the deadline? Is October 30th? Right now. Yeah, this October 30th. Some people that will be hearing this, uh, I mean, they might, they might be, this might have already passed because our, you know, we got a lot of listeners. and
0: Well, shame on them for not keeping up to date on what we have that are
1: breaking <laughs> news. But the, uh, so what it is, is it's an EPA Diesel Emissions Reduction Act. Uh, they can apply for a school bus rebate. And it says here that the EPA will award selected applicants up to $65,000 per bus, With at least one selectee from each state, typically the vehicle replacement or retrofit are completed in less than one year. But you want to talk about uh, education problems that we have right now, the schools are always underfunded. And if we can save some school districts some money and save the environment clean up your community this is a great opportunity uh you can check it out on the epa's website or the or just search the diesel emissions reduction act we'll also put this on the state of energy but you can you can get some funding for your community right now so reach out to your your school board if you know somebody that's a school bus driver. If you know somebody that's in the school district in the fleet department, let them know that this stuff's available, and they they should they should do this right away.
0: Yes, act now. And you know, you too can be like the folks in Halifax because I grew up in Maine, and Halifax is just east of Maine, and so I'm very familiar with the, this area. And it doesn't surprise me uh, that they're smart enough to be able to know that auto propane produce. 96% fewer oxides of nitrogen. I got my periodic table out, so I know that. Uh, emissions <laughs> compared with the clean diesel buses. Using probing buses also reduced particulate matter, which can irritate asthma and other breathing-related issues. This is something we've talked about in the past. Where, you know, I remember being a kid, going to school in Maine, especially during those cold months, and that diesel gas that just permeated the bus
1: was insane. Was so... If you're that close to the border in Maine, you know, when you you start to talk to the, the people in Wisconsin, they kind of they kind of sound Canadian. So what did you sound like in Maine up there? Is that is that like French? Is that like a is that a
0: I sounded more like a, a
1: New Englander.
0: You know, you kind of just drop the eyes a little bit, but you talk a little slower than the folks down in Boston. But when you got down on the road and you had a Red Bull and suddenly you're going to the Sox game and you can't wait to see what Mookie Betts was going to do when he was still a Red Sox. Wow. But anyway, yes, act quickly on on the buses because it's a tremendous opportunity. And as a kid that grew up going to school on those diesel buses, I remember the smell of that diesel. And I can
1: only imagine what it's doing for people with breathing issues. And so. I Yeah, I told you I, I did the same thing. I went I had a. 35 40 minute commute to school every day uh and i i had i was on a diesel powered school bus with the windows down and you it was bad yeah it's, it's really bad asthma is a serious problem for students there's even studies we talked about the studies in the past about kids that go to school in a quieter cleaner school bus do Better in testing and paying attention in school than they do in a dirty diesel, loud, uh, the uh, school bus. So it's it's a it's a win win for everybody, and and they really you really need to get on this now while this rebate is available.
0: And so the bottom line is, if you don't petition your school district and local leaders to get propane fueled buses, uh, you don't care about your kids. Well, the I'll, it's y- either or. I'll tell you what'll
1: happen is you'll end up with a. Dirty coal powered school bus that takes too long to get warm because it'll be uh, some electric school bus with batteries that are made by mining with child labor in China and Africa. So, yeah, if you really, really care about the environment and your community and energy security and child labor laws around the world you got you got to go with the propane powered school bus it's just it's a no-brainer
0: you know i'm just very impressed you went with the child labor all the way to that line that's good you know you're a blood diamond talking about school bus. that was pretty impressive we got deep we got deep on the state of energy uh tom another great show thank you very much for sharing your wealth of knowledge tom clark executive director with rocky mountain propane association you're the rock
1: star no you are ran thank you very much Have a fantastic weekend.
0: And you can find out more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com.